Are you out there doing your best to get on with life? Because, as you already know, it's what you make of your life that really counts. And sometimes having a few shortcuts to help you on your way can be very useful. The NLP Matters podcast might just be the toolbox you need to focus your attention, your effort, your drive onto what really does make the difference. Built on the foundation of neuro-linguistic programming, the NLP Matters podcast offers proven recipes you can use to create and sustain your life your way. G'day, and welcome to the NLP Matters podcast. I'm your host, Joe Clark. Since episode 16, we've been exploring the NLP technique called the keys to an achievable outcome. And I trust that throughout these episodes, you're getting a really clear insight into the power of these keys when it comes to designing and delivering on your goals. Last week, we focused on keys 7 and 8, ensuring our goal is appropriately contextualized and ensuring you have, or at least know, what resources you need in order to achieve your goal. This week, our focus is on the ninth and the final key. It is where we ask ourselves, Is this goal ecological? As I'm sure you know by now, the NLP tool, Keys to an Achievable Outcome, is another of the powerful tools we use to ensure that when we formulate our goals, that we actually maximize the opportunity for our success through designing the goals to align our conscious and unconscious minds and to ensure that there is really clear and specific definition of the desired outcome as well as to confirm that the goal is formulated thoroughly, looking at it from all different angles and perspectives. Having covered the keys 1 to 8, let's go to the ninth and final key, which is, is this goal ecological? This is a powerful reflective question for us to ask ourselves, because too often we may choose goals and invest great effort, time, perhaps even money into them, only to discover that in fact the goal does not align with who we are. Perhaps because even when it is a self-initiated and self-maintained goal, it still may not be really our own goal. Perhaps we choose it because in our culture it's seen as a good thing, or maybe we chose it to please or satisfy someone or something else. As a coach, I've seen this a lot with people who say they want to give up smoking. Often they create the goal because they think they should, or to please someone close to them. But smoking might be closely connected to their identity, and because giving it up can be seen by our unconscious mind as a threat to our identity, from this perspective, the goal is not ecological. I know that sounds weird, right? But think about it. Can we hold a goal that from the perspective of our deepest unconscious mind is seen as the path to destroying our very identity. Remember, this is not about making sense. It is about being ecological from all perspectives. Oh, and that doesn't mean you can't have a goal to stop smoking. It just means to successfully achieve that goal, there's most likely some other work that needs to be done as well. Or perhaps we choose a goal and then we discover that the goal has consequences we did not consider. 
and maybe those consequences are not acceptable to us. So we now realise the goal may no longer be ecological for us. And as I hope you recognise by now, your unconscious mind is not going to like that at all. Or perhaps the goal was developed within a particular context that's no longer relevant or no longer exists. Of course, so many of us are having this experience at the moment, especially if we're in lockdown in Victoria. We have set goals for the year only to have that context radically changed with COVID. What seemed to be absolutely sound, robust and ecological goals when we set them now may no longer be that. And another example of this for many Australians was during the terrible bushfires only months before the pandemic hit. These dire circumstances certainly uprooted many of the best laid plans for people across Australia. The main role of the ninth key in Keys to an Achievable Outcome is to have us reflect on these aspects of our goal. And as we can see, this comprehensive ecological check can definitely result in a demand for behavioural flexibility as we adjust, review and sometimes even move on from goals we had thought we wanted. Okay, now let's take a look at the last of these keys to an achievable outcome and ask ourselves, how can we tell if our goal is ecological? As I've said, the ecology check is a reflective check and we do this by taking up a number of different perspectives. In NLP, this process is referred to as taking different perceptual positions. The ecology checks means we can be curious about how our goal fits with us internally. For example, does it align with our identity, values, beliefs and attitudes? And we can also explore how well the goal aligns with external things that matter to us, like our family, our community, responsibilities that we have. Is it legal? And are we aware of the consequences of successfully achieving our goal and what these consequences will have on this broader context? We're looking at our goal from both an internal and an external perspective. An important distinction to make here is between this key and the seventh key that we talked about in our last podcast, podcast number 20, where we asked ourselves, is my goal appropriately contextualized? You may remember that our focus there was on asking practical questions about the goal, such as when will I achieve it? Where will I be? What specifically is the goal and who would I want to be with as I succeed? In the ninth key, our focus is broader. We're looking at the goal from a number of different perspectives and bringing curiosity to each of these viewpoints, reflecting on whether the goal aligns with who we are and who we've decided to be and our external environment as well. With an internal check, we'll ask, is this goal aligned with my identity? Because if the goal doesn't fit who we are, we're going to feel kind of out of joint when we set about taking action to achieve our goal. Just think about the smoker we spoke about before. And I sometimes see this happen with people who've joined an organisation in one role only to find themselves moved to another role that doesn't align with who they are. Imagine being recruited in a role that has you work closely with people outside the business on a daily basis. Let's say a sales role which you love and thrive in, connecting with people, solving their problems and issues with your products and services. And then you get this big promotion opportunity to work in a senior role in research and product development, something you thought you would love, 
you know, being creative, identifying even more solutions and bringing your insights from your customers into the future development of the business. But suddenly there's almost no people contact. You could go days without a face-to-face interaction with another human and you can't work out why you're not loving what you imagined would be a dream job. An internal ecology check might have enabled you to reflect on what you love about your original role. Where did you notice the sense of flow, the experiences where it seemed time was not important and you felt both challenged and successful in your job? With this reflection, you might have recognised that the new role was missing some of the core things you loved about your job. And knowing that these features were not present in the promotion opportunity, at least then you would have had some insight into how the new position didn't align with your current identity. And having recognised that, you may have made a different choice or you might have negotiated a blended role that allowed you to access both opportunities. Or perhaps you may have chosen to identify other strategies you could use elsewhere in your life to meet your need for connection and perhaps even some of the other six core needs that we talked about in the NLP Matters podcasts number five through to nine. The point I'm making is that the ninth key to achievable outcomes, checking the ecology, enables us to dodge disappointment, go in with our eyes open and plan so that we can ensure when we do achieve our goal, we know it was exactly what we wanted. Another potential pitfall this ecological check can enable us to avoid is when we've chosen a goal that's an aspirational goal relating to our identity. This is a goal about who we want to be or how we want to be. I find these goals often come up in relation to things like body image, weight loss or fitness. They can also come up in relation to being a mom or a dad or a successful business owner. Now, of course, we we will have aspirational goals. In fact, it's in the very nature of having a goal that it is aspirational. But what we want to confirm with our ninth key is that the goal is not just wallpapering over a big crack. Limiting beliefs and or limiting decisions may in fact lie behind our goal. Beliefs like I'm not enough or I'm unworthy may be deeply held in our unconscious mind. If we then set our goals to prove that this is not true, pushing through to success can get very tough. If our goal is based on our belief that we're lacking and then we're trying to prove we're not, our goal has now become a test. For some people, this is okay, but as a coach, more often than not, these are exactly the goals that create the most misalignment between our conscious and unconscious minds. Remember, as I said before, this is not about making logical sense. Rather, it is about recognizing that as human beings, we are complicated and there are many layers. Building our success is all about bringing all of that into an alignment. And we can only do this if we first explore and acknowledge that there is or could be a misalignment now. A good way to begin this reflection is to ask ourselves, for what purpose do I want this outcome? And as you reflect on that, you might want to bring in what you've already learned about yourself as you work through the journey to build your successful life that we've been on throughout the NLP Matters podcasts. We also want to become aware of what will I gain with this goal? And what will I lose if I have it? 
Remember the example about the job promotion we just explored? Bringing into our awareness what we'll lose by achieving our success is a vital step on our journey. I've heard it said that the first office we must build in the construction of our dreams is the why it won't happen office. Because it's from this office that all the questions we need to answer in pursuit of our dream will come from. I urge you, don't fall for the allure of denying the obstacles that are there. Get to know them so you can overcome them. If your obstacles are limiting beliefs, decisions, lack of skills or capabilities, it is only in taking action to address them that we can truly attain our goals. Another robust set of questions we can explore as we complete the ninth key and check the ecology of our goal are four questions that are known as the Cartesian questions. And they are, what will happen when I get it? What won't happen when I get it? What will happen if I don't get it? And what won't happen if I don't get it? These questions certainly twist our logical thinking up a bit, which is a good thing because it helps to unlock other thinking that perhaps has not yet risen to our consciousness. Things like, well, actually there are other options if the goal doesn't turn out exactly as I want. This realisation for some of us feels as if a burden is lifted and then we have more energy to actually pursue our goal. The main point here is when we do frame our goals in terms of building on our identity, it may not be really totally aligned with who we want to be or it could be absolutely spot on. It's important to do this check. I often think about one of my heroes, Nelson Mandela, when I work with clients on their goals of being the person they have chosen to be. As we all know, Mandela was in prison on Robben Island in South Africa for 27 years. And whilst he was there, he was focused on his commitment to remain true to himself, regardless of the extreme confinement, the beatings, the ritual humiliation his guards inflicted. For Mandela, responding with hate to his fellow human beings was not an expression of who he wanted to be. For those of you who've seen the film Invictus, you'd be familiar with the poem of the same name that inspired him during those times. The final lines of the poem capture this commitment when they say, I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Mandela had a goal, a way of being, that meant he would respond to others with love and compassion, no matter what they did to him. And he extended that to the whole nation when he became president. He could have had a goal to take revenge out on those who oppressed, tortured and killed people of colour in South Africa for so many years. And many people would have understood that. But the goal of revenge would not have been ecological for him. It did not align with the man he chose to be the identity he chose both for himself and for his country. And whilst our goals may not be as ambitious as Mandela's, it's important to notice that whenever we create a goal, we make sure we follow the keys to an achievable outcome, and especially the ninth key. Is this goal internally ecological for me? Doing our external check gives us some other new viewpoints as well from which to reflect on our goal. For our external check, we are thinking in terms of things like, is this goal moral? Is it legal? And is it sustainable? What is the impact of this goal on my external environment? 
Let's take an example I used in a previous episode, the one where someone who lives in Melbourne makes a fitness goal to ride in a 150-kilometre event in the current COVID climate. Applying an internal check, if I had that goal, I might totally think, yes, this goal absolutely aligns with who I am and who I want to be. But applying an external check at this time might make me pause. It gives me a different perspective. For a start, training for a 150-kilometre ride would usually take me out of the 5-kilometre away from home zone that people in Melbourne are currently living within. This means not only would I be breaking current legal requirements, but I also might be putting others at risk by potentially transferring the infection out of or into my own local zone, which for me is definitely a moral consideration. It is true I could adapt my training program to only ride within five kilometres of home, which to me would sound pretty boring. However, again, I don't think that actually meets the criteria of being an essential reason to go out and consequently it would not pass my test. So my shortcut questions for this ecological test, this external ecological test is, is it good for me? Now in the context of riding a 150 kilometre event, I'd say, yeah, it is good for me. Is it good for others? In the current context of COVID limitations, Probably not. Is it good for the greater good? Flouting restrictions and not being on the team to crush the spread of COVID in Melbourne or Victoria? Absolutely not. So we can see that both the internal and external checks gives us a different perspective on our goal. For me, asking myself, is this outcome ecological, is an extremely powerful tool that enables me to reflect upfront on the design and consequences of my goal. Armed with this insight, I can reframe, reshape or replace my goal way before I've ever invested time, energy, money and passion into an outcome that perhaps in the end would not even deliver what I wanted. The ninth key to an achievable outcome brings even more focus to the importance and power of NLP strategies to really build that vital alignment between both our conscious and our unconscious minds. And getting our unconscious mind on board so we can get out of our own way is definitely the way to turbocharge our successful pursuit of our goals. Join me in the next episode as we draw the strings together and provide a comprehensive overview of the nine keys to an achievable outcome. Oh, and there'll be some supporting information there for you to download as well. Stay awesome and I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Wow, thanks for showing up and listening in. We would love to hear from you. Send your thoughts, ideas or questions via email to joanne at destinypursuit.com.au. Now it's time to take today's recipe out into your own life. Notice the differences that show up as you apply it. We'd love to hear how you are progressing with your new approach.